I don't regret any of the things that I've done. Like, I've been a shit. I've done every drug under the sun almost. I've done everything. I've snuck out. I've got kicked out of home. I've been arrested. Keep fucking going, Codester. You'll fucking get there one day, my brother. Just keep fucking fighting. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Vitruvian Podcast, a podcast centered around self-mastery. I'm your host, Zach Shankin. Today, I am joined by Cody Adams and Lindsay Keen. Cody and Lindsay are two young men I'm proud to call good friends, despite having just met them 40 days ago. Cody and Lindsay began their journey as tradesmen from the Gold Coast of Australia and in the last year have greatly transformed themselves, discarding vices and doubling down on personal development and discipline, and are now inspiring others to do the same on their YouTube channel, The Keen and Code Show. Last month, adventuring together has been incredible, and I'm excited to dive into all of that as well as their stories. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure to be here, brother. <laughs> it's exciting, boys. Uh, first time having two guests on at once, and it's uh, a pleasure that it's you two. Um, it's it's really hard to describe. Um, you know, we've talked about it amongst ourselves, like how close we got, how quickly. Yeah, it feels mm. kind of like um, like summer camp vibes when you're a kid, or like study abroad. Like I'm trying to make it an analogous like experience for other people, where like you just get really, really close really quickly. Yeah. Because it, it, it's crazy to think that it's literally been around 40 like, days. Like that. And it's just like, <laughs> we'll die for each other. Yeah, it's so relatable, <laughs> eh? brother. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, it's been really, really awesome to like meet you guys. I mean, the way we initially connected, which is a similar way I've met a lot of people here, was like at a co-working space. And I was just coming back from the gym. And I saw somebody talking to you guys that I already knew, just kind of rocked up like, hey, what are you guys doing? And yeah. it, like, of course, by coincidence, it happened that both you guys were in kind of a similar space, like mm. creating content, self-development, helping young men, um, a former version of the younger version of you guys, um, similar I find myself. And uh, yeah, I just started with like kind of like shooting the shit and also offering whatever insights through my last year to you guys to hopefully help like get figure out where you're at. But it's been awesome to see even in those 40 days, not only like how our relationship has grown, but how much like clarity you guys have gotten and like how much you guys have doubled down, which we can get into all of it, but the way I like to open these up is hearing a little bit about your story to the whole world of self-mastery. Your guys' story, I think, is like really powerful and pretty incredible, and also given that it's really been over this last like year and a half, two years, that you guys have changed so much as individuals. I'll let you guys decide how to parse between the two of you, because uh, I haven't had like to deal with two different stories, um, but it's cool that you have that shared narrative. So walk me through how you guys were um, how you found yourself to self-development? Was it like a book that changed everything? Was it hitting rock bottom? Was it a mentor coming into your life? Whatever. And then where you find you guys selves at today? You go. Yeah. Well, well we've been best mates for coming up to 10 years now. So we've always done everything together. Um, drank together, <laughs> done all the substances together when we were growing up, um, played heaps of games together, video games, whatever, growing up like 16 years old to 20 and then we got more into the party scene and we're best mates in the party like we were the party we'd get there and just like be like good energy around everyone loved us and we'd play any game whether it be sport or like a drinking game for instance and we'd just smash it together like we have that like that like we call it 
the dolphin's a dolphin, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. like, we just have that connection where I, I know what he's thinking, he knows what I'm thinking. But um, we both also had that drive to want more out of life, you know? Like, we're like, this is the same weekend happening over and over again. Like, is this all it is? Like, you kind of get sick of the the constant party going on. So, you know, I tried to pull away and he pulled away too, more from the party scene. Mm-hmm. Like, so we'd stop drinking, but then you just always fall back into it. And it just wasn't sustainable. Like, we always kept coming back. And we're like, is this, how do we get out of this this loop? Like, working all week and then there'll just always be something on the weekend. Um, we found ourselves, like, we were the only two that wanted to drift away from our group, like our main group. And, you know, like, they always say, like, we pictured ourselves, like, you want to be in a room where you're not the smartest. You want to be in a room where you're not the one, like, that, like, we thought we were, like, the leaders in our room, yeah. you know? So we wanted to be in a room where we weren't the leaders, where people were teaching us more stuff because we felt like we were just trying to teach our friends stuff. Mm-hmm. So I finished my apprenticeship as a carpenter, and I got a good opportunity from my boss, and he, he offered me to move to New Zealand, which was away from everyone I knew, just go over there, and I saw it as a great opportunity to just, like, obviously move up in the ranks of the company, but get away from the party, I can kind of put myself in a, a place of solitude and, and work on myself. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like, it was pretty, it was like within like three weeks, I was like, I'm going, boys. Yeah. And it was crazy. It was like, oh, shit, like, you're actually leaving. And, you know, Cody was, like, you were way more, like, up, not way more, but you were disciplined like me. Like, you were like, if Lindsay's leaving, doing this, like, I'm going to be stepping up my game too. Yeah, 100%. So I went to New Zealand for a year and, you know, I just trained ate really healthy, didn't drink for months, come back three months later, like, I'm, I'm a different guy, I've got different goals, I've got, like, you know, different qualities about me, and everyone's still doing the same thing. Mm. So I was like, okay, cool, let's go back to New Zealand and keep working. Keep grinding, keep grinding, and a year comes by, Cody's been doing his own thing, maybe he can tell you about that, but, like, I'm a completely different guy since when I came back. Like, I can say no to people, I don't have to go... Like, I know what I like to do, and I'm, I'm not afraid to say no, and I, I feel like a man, mm-hmm. and, like, I've made some good friends, and I've, in my job, I was coordinating men to do different areas of work as a supervisor, so, like, I grew up a lot talking to older guys, and I had a lot of anxiety in my party days and, and the substances, and, like, I was scared to talk to older people, so me going away and working on myself and talking to older guys and leading men, like, that helped me grow as a man. Mm. And so Cody and I have always been talking, calling every night, like while I was in New Zealand. And I was like, like, we want more. We want to do something more. I realized like if I stay in this job, I can only get so, like I could buy a house. I could have a nice family. I could do everything that some people would say is the ideal life. But I wanted more, you know, like I want my own business. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be able to go where I want, when I want and buy what I want and work on my own terms. And I can't do that if I stay in a business where, you can only get to a certain level of the uh, hierarchy. hierarchy, yeah. So Cody and I saved up a chunk of money and we, you know, we felt so good about like how we feel every day from not drinking and meditation and training and just mindset tricks. Like we learned how to think properly and we realized that and we wanted to show other guys like that was our passion is finding the zone, finding the frequency to be at every day. So then you feel so good and then, you know, it's just a constant step, step, step every day rather than 
five steps forward, two steps back come the weekend. And so you know, we're like, let's just take the risk. Let's take the, the, the jump to Bali. Like, it's a great place to do it. We didn't even realise, like, the people you'd meet, but we knew we'd, we'd make videos and we knew we'd be disciplined together because we're the best team ever. Mm. You know, I was like, I'm, if I'm going to do it with anyone, I'm going to do it with my fucking brother codes, you know? Yeah. So a lot's happened in Bali since then, but that's, that's basically my end of the story, maybe. You want to tell yours, Kurt? Yeah, so like, like Keen said, we're very, like all of our stories are together. Every, like, everything I can tell you, all of my good stories, like that we've had a laugh over the last 40 days together anyway, have all been together. Um, we just all came up together, everything we've done is together. So all of the, the stories and like all of the addictions and all of the like starting smoking, starting like drugs, starting drinking was all together. Um, so it's really special that we continue that today. And like Keen said, even since like we, we changed a lot in Australia, but since we've come to Bali, it's just like 100x even more. Um, and Keen said he went over to New Zealand, which was his like main like turning point. Um, but like probably for the both of us prior to that, I would say it was just like, we always could count on each other. And like he said, we, we sort of started to realize that there was more to life than just going out and partying every weekend. And like, don't get us wrong. Like we, we do still like love a good party like every now and then but you have to be willing to accept those consequences whereas we were just doing it every weekend and just feeling shit every week when you start to realize that oh actually i can actually feel pretty good here and then you go like two weeks and you're like oh monday's actually not too bad at work and then you're like all right and then you'll have a party because someone's birthday and you're like oh fuck i feel shit again back to square one. yeah back to square one and then you're like all right well let me go three weeks and you go three weeks and you feel like oh shit like my brain's actually not fully retarded, <laughs> right? And then, yeah, it just like that kept happening, kept happening, kept happening. The main like turning point for me um, was actually the start of this year. So Keen had been in New Zealand for six months um, and like I'd been through the period. So you go like two months, no drinking, like feeling sharp as, and then a big party will be or like mm. Keen will come back. So we'll like, we'll all get away put, from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's, at the start of this year, I had to get my appendix removed randomly like new year's eve it started hurting um and i was in the gym new year's eve so i was like i'm not even i'm just gonna like start this year fresh like appendix starts hurting had a big new year's day party anyway drank through that drank the next day ended up on the third had to go into hospital and had to get operated on that night Mm. and then i was just like i couldn't lift anything over five kilo um for five weeks so the doctor was like a good exercise it's like to practice picking up your phone I was like, what? I was training like seven days a week, like absolutely addicted to it. And I couldn't do anything. I couldn't work, couldn't train, couldn't like do anything. And I just moved out. So I was by myself Mm. all day, every day. And I was like, no, this comeback's going to be fucking sick. (laughs) So I just like, I just literally, and that's when I started learning about like online business and stuff like that. I actually bought Iman's course um, on agencies. And then that's like how all the online sort of stuff started. And then we just like pivoted away from that because it's not really like, doesn't align with who we are. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the main turning point for me was moves moving out and, and like the start of this year. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, I think there's so many like commonalities to that, like the way you guys tell your stories and 
there's always that period of like solitude, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Where like 100%. there's this former version of you and all your former friends and everyone around you like was friends with that former version so that you, you become this new version and the old friends are no longer there for that. But you haven't been the new person long enough to find the new people. Yeah. So you're just in this limbo. It's like imposter syndrome yeah. or something. Like you're trying to be someone better, but everyone already has their like idea of you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's really it can be really hard. So I think it's so cool and unique that you guys had each other yeah. through that period. Mm. And like I think it's like when when people see your guys' energy in a room, uh, or watch your content or anything, like there is like just something that's so um aspirational about your guys's relationship yeah because i think everybody wants something like that they want somebody like a true ride or die friend mm -hmm. that like you've been friends with forever every shared story is together yeah. um and it is super uncommon you know yeah. like even when i look back on like my friends from like high school and like their early days like there's very few i, I will still even message yeah not no ill will but like they went their way i went my way life goes on and then even college as well like stepping into online business was like a next step for me so like in college, stepping into self-development, you lose the people that weren't for that. And then graduating and being like, okay, I'm going to do this really uncommon thing. I'm going to make an online business, start posting content, make a podcast. Like yeah. you start to lose that previous group. And yeah, then you're just exactly. there fucking alone for yeah. like a year. You make friends online and that's like the beginning of it. But it's important to have those people eventually in real life. That's like mm, part of why 100%. I told you like I came to Bali because I knew the people were here. Yeah. Like you guys, I had no idea how much or how true that was, yeah. or like how much that could be exceeded. Um, but you guys were part of that for me. Like the fact that by coincidence, you were where I was working on similar things. And then we met, it's like an example of like, if you stay the course and are true to like what you value and mm -hmm. hold for as long as you can, like, this is what I want. This is who I want to be. And just take the faith that like your people are out there. Yeah. Eventually they'll come into your life, whether yeah. it's like they come to your city or you travel to a place just by accident yeah. and then that holy shit, they're there. And it's the same thing with like romantic relationships. Like the girl of your dreams isn't going to be, you're not going to find her looking, you'll find her living life yeah. and just accidentally exactly, bump yeah. into her. I believe it's the same for clients as well. Mm. Like you have a special talent, right? You call it your Achilles advantage. Mm -hmm. You have that thing. And like you, you might think it's weird or whatever at the start, but there's 8 billion people in the world. Like there's going to be a group of people who resonate with you. You know what I mean? So same for every aspect of life, I think. I agree. And I think that's also what excites me about you guys and like the audience you're building. And I've told you like before, but like um, that is like the stuff that you carried in that early version that was kind of always that through line, like the life of the party, the ability to be super extroverted, like pull the best out of people. Like even to those that are listening, like as we're setting up the podcast, like you guys are shooting the shit with the studio guys. And like, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, it's like second nature to you guys. Yeah. But like for a lot of people, they're just like really hold up. And like, even myself, like I'm a very serious person. I always have been like mature for my age. So that like, I never had a period where I was like super playful and you guys have like held on to that. Yeah. And it's like very um, inspiring, but also like it's energy that I think I need in my life. And it's why like I love having you guys as friends. And it's uh, it's like intoxicating for people that are around you guys. Like every ho uh, cafe we walk into, every restaurant, yeah, yeah. you guys are just like, <laughs> up a kebab, like, <laughs> shoot, shooting the shit with all the local people and then like talking to everybody who's doing work. Like, what are you up to? Like, how are you going today? Like, yeah. well, it, kind of it, stuff. it comes back to you because like life's a mirror. So we're going in just saying hello to everyone whatnot. And then someone will end up buying our dinner or something or buying our coffee or it's like crazy. we'll get a discount or... Like when we met you, I'd just go up and be like, hey, brother, how are you? Like, and you're just like, okay, these guys are friendly. 
like and we'll just like i'm not trying to hide anything from yeah. you yeah yeah like i'm just a good way to put it yeah yeah like it's just good energy and then you receive good energy back mm. how do you um how did you feel like you got over like because both of you have expressed in different ways to me that you have had periods of like pretty tremendous anxiety and like people who meet you now would be like anxiety like they're so confident they're so extroverted all these things but like there was a, a time and place where that maybe wasn't the case even if you were like life of the party type vibes like yeah. like you were saying you had anxiety talking to older people and maybe getting that sense of self-confidence um and walk me through kind of like what those changes were that allowed you to be truly self-confident and not just putting on like an act well obviously the substances and the drinking smoking weed like you're just getting your head so you're not your actual self so in my job I had to walk into this was back in like 2017 first day I'm like 16 years old and going to this carpentry job and that's a very like testosterone filled environment <laughs> like there's like just 30 40 year old guys and everyone's sort of tough you know like and I walk into this room right like the lunch room and there's like 80 80 guys in there and I don't know anyone. They're just like, go, just go sit down. Like, you're a man. Go, go fucking talk to some people, you know? And it's like, oh, crap. Like, who do I go sit next to? Who do I talk to? And, like, I didn't know how to, you know? I just kind of sat there by myself, too scared to, like, say anything to someone because we'd party every weekend. Like, I was just, like, kind of a shell, like, for years just because I do that to myself. So you've got to, like, kind of have a bit of discipline to jump off the bad habits, but then you've got to have a bit of discipline to when you feel good, get out the comfort zone to actually put yourself in those um, moments when you do feel anxiety, usually. So, like, when I'm feeling good, I'll go talk to as many people as I can. We call it, like, social flow. Like, you wake up in the morning and you talk to whoever you see first and then you go to the coffee shop, talk to that person, and then you end up talking to just the girl. You just wave at everyone, whatnot, get to the gym, and you just talk to anyone that you like lock eye contact with. You just wave, hello, what's up? And then um, that's how people are like, how do you talk to girls? Well, that's the way you talk to girls is because I've been talking to people all day. Mm. So then just talking to this girl doesn't mean anything to me. You know, I'll just mm -hmm. say hello, goodbye. And so we, as I said, we're best mates. And if anyone has like a good mate out there, like with a bit of like competitiveness, it's actually a really good friend to have because you yeah. guys can like challenge each other to like, okay, I'm going to, if he's talking to people, I'm going to be talking to people. Mm. Um, if he's doing this, I'm going to be doing this. If he's stopping drinking this week and I'm going to be doing this, like, mm. and you kind of just have a competition <laughs> with each other. Like yeah. if Cody's talking to some girls at like a party or something, I'm like, I got to go talk to some girls, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or like anything to do with anything. Like, but for beneficial reasons, like we'll use our competitive energy to kind of build each other up. Yeah. Do uncomfortable things like if you're doing burpees i'm doing burpees yeah and like for say when i ran my little yoga and breath work and stretch class i wanted to host something i wanted to put myself in a position where i'm in charge of a class talking to people public speaking i did that for me so now cody's in on the other side going i've got to do something i've yeah. got to kind of talk in front of some people you know so we're, mm. we're just growing and it all starts with stopping the the bullshit drugs and the drinking yeah so then you're a clean slate, you know, you might not be doing any good habits yet, but you're not drinking, you're not doing any of the bad stuff. Then you start working on yourself. Then you start waking up at the same time every day and, you know, you're just building that 
that those wins, mm-hmm. just a little bit of confidence every day, a little bit of confidence every day, and that you know you feel good with yourself. And you try something else, go to the gym, and then try that social flow trick. If you got anxiety of talking to people, you start talking to everyone you can. Just okay, today I'm just gonna to say hello to everyone I can, you know. And then you know you just get good at talking to people. You become a like a social person. And then as I said, what energy you give out, energy comes back. So people come talk to you. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, like. You're a social person, but I'm actually an introverted extrovert. Like I like my alone time a lot, mm-hmm. but when I'm with people, I'm, I'm keen to like dance and have fun and talk yeah. to whoever, but I do like my alone time. Yeah. yeah. I think he said it pretty well. Um, for me, I was always like a confident kid. Like my dad's very out there, um, very loud, like owns the room, which like I sort of did as well. But then obviously it's the same thing, like all the substances, drinking, partying, like we've done everything. It obviously like fucks with your head at those developing stages of like your teens and like all the things going through your body and stuff as well. Like I'm sure my brain's not as like sharp as like say yours, right? <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm just like positive of it um, from probably like years of just like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, right? Like just eating like stupid amounts of drugs and stuff. And so when I went sober at the start of this year, but I'd already been doing like all of the good habits as well as partying. So like I've, I'd meditated for a couple of years, like every day I gymmed, like I had the, I had like the physique, but my, and I had like the mindset and discipline, but because of like the, the substance abuse and stuff like that throughout my like teens, I'd still had all of the like insecurities and anxiety and stuff like that, like deep in the mind. Um, So I went and when I stopped drinking, I realized that I actually couldn't really talk to people without drinking. Mm -hmm. So then I like, I couldn't look people in the eyes. I couldn't, I'd get really like socially anxious, like before an event or like I wouldn't go to like certain events or like I had to know who was there and stuff like that. And then, but because I'd already like developed the the body like and I already had like the and like I was insecure about like my body even because I'd always just been like the skinny kid so I had to like get over these things and but because I'd already like started to put in the work mm-hmm. um already had been doing these good habits it was almost like um I was ready to so like and even for being socially like confident then like so I was super socially anxious but then I could just put myself through like the, the little steps every day. So it's like, all right, well, today I'm just going to say good morning to people that I'm walking past on my walk. And it's like there's, there's zero like care in doing that because they're gone and you're gone. So it's like you're walking past each other. So it's like you don't even have to have a conversation. All you have to do is say good morning. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then it's like, all right, well, let me do that 10 times. And then it's like, all right, that's not hard anymore. So then you go to the next one. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to like say good morning to the office lady at the gym and have like a little like small talk. And it's like, all right, well, I've got really good at small talk now. So let's go to the next one. And then it's like, and actually a good um, scenario or story from the competitiveness is he actually came back from New Zealand and I'll never remember, I'll never forget this. He is wearing the gym training and he just walks straight up to the biggest guy in the gym and goes, Hey bro, you're looking good. I'm like, Holy shit. Fuck, he's talking to people. Like, and at this point we didn't talk to, like, we didn't talk to people. And I was like, shit, I need to start talking to people. So then literally from there is when I started like talking to people in the gym, like knuckling people. And then it just like sort of evolves 
into what we are now just like energetic social people especially back home like people find it weird to just go talk to people yeah he is completely different maybe it's that western culture like bali is crazy you can just talk to anyone everyone's so open and like not small-minded like you can tell them your like ambitions and your dreams and they're like oh cool you know but um you go to like a gym i'm thinking of like emf at home and yeah you'll go around and like it's it'd be weird if you just go talk to randoms but we do anyways but it shouldn't be weird because it's just human interaction that's how i see it like stop putting this uh this uh stigma around talking to people you know definitely i think and i think what draws people to you guys and like i like the reflected thing is it just takes the first brave person Hmm. because everyone's really craving it like quietly they want like affection and love and to be seen and heard and like so when they see you like walk into a room and then go talk to that person, like they're, it's kind of like, fuck, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Or like, I hope they come talk to me yeah. kind yeah. of thing. And if you're the person to talk to somebody in a gym, like while that is taboo because no one's doing it, it's typically like, unless you re- meet a real asshole, which will happen every once in a while, yeah. most people will be like, oh, like, how are you doing? And yeah, they're, yeah. they're surprised by the action, but then they're super open and, and they'll share themselves. Mm. Um, so it takes like those brave few to like take that first action and lead by example. Yeah. But then it opens up these like massive, like I, I had this like offhanded comment uh, last night. I was talking to somebody and they were saying how like the co-working space that we go to often is starting to get pretty crowded. And he's like, yeah, there's a lot of NPCs there. And I was like, well, they're only NPCs until you talk to them and like activate them as player characters, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. They're, they're a nobody on their laptop until you talk to them and find out that, oh shit, like they're the hero of their story. Like yeah. they have a whole life going on. That's like crazy, they're yeah. building this business. That guy's got a software company. This guy's got a YouTube channel. Like yeah. it's all happening around us. But if we stay in our little like path, don't put the AirPods in, don't talk to anybody the whole day. Like you could talk to nobody. And like you, I love my like solitude and alone time. And I think as men, that's important, but that's like a side tangent. Um, but you can't spend your whole life in solitude. Exactly, like we're human yeah. beings. We need this kind of community thing. Um, and I do think that the, the alcohol thing is like a really important thing I want to like circle back to because I have a pretty unique story with like alcohol. I wasn't present in the home, so I really didn't drink growing up at all. And then part of it was like the way my parents presented it uh, was very like laissez-faire. They were like, you can drink if you want. This is typically what turns like happens for people who like do dr- drink and do drugs. You could not. This is the outcomes they usually get. Decide for yourself. And so I was like, okay, like stupid people drink and do drugs. So like, I'm going to be smart. So it was like very, like an arrogant thing. Like I thought I was better than people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I now have like a lot less judgment externally, but that was part of just being an insecure kid. So like for a long time, I refused it for that reason. And then when I got to college, I just didn't really feel like I wanted to start. And I kind of dove into the deep end of exposure, like joined a fraternity in an American college, like pretty typical like i've described it to you guys like it's it's the movies more or less yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Chug, yeah. Chug. yeah all that kind of stuff and like as much as i want to provide the nuance on the back end and be like it wasn't really like that i do think back and i'm like it was pretty much yeah. like that. You know, like you know we're shotgunning beers Stacey's like, mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that like stuff you see on tv is very real and uh for those first two years in a fraternity i was like fully sober and so like I got really good at saying no, which I, I've always said is like a, a massive, massive like meta skill to develop when you're young. Mm, just saying no to yeah. people. It's very hard, especially your boys. Like, come mm. on. Like, just one time. And like, yeah. your best friends just want to have a good time with you. It's not necessarily like out of a bad reason. They just yeah. want to hang out. Exactly. And that's how they know how to hang out. So 
I was sober, but then I decided to start drinking just to like try it. I was curious, whatever, did it really kind of dove into that for a couple of years. And it's interesting that you say like the confidence thing, because I noticed when I was sober at the beginning, how many people were dependent. Like they'd say things like, I'm way too sober to be here right now. Yeah. Or like, Hey, like, let's take a bunch of shots before we go to this yeah, thing so yeah. that we're loose. Like, and I, t- before you do it, before I dove into that, I was like, that's insane. Like, why would you ever want to be dependent? And then f- even with that consciousness going into drinking, you get used to it. And I also found like when I kind of started pulling away, cause I realized it's like, it's so against like my health. It just isn't conducive to like living the life I want. Mm. You can't be like sacrificing tomorrow for like one night of fun Yeah. over and over and over and over again. If you want to build a business and train all these things. Um, I also noticed that I kind of lost that skill. Like yeah. I started to be like, can I go talk to the yeah. girls? Can I, especially I think with girls, like yeah, that was a big yeah, thing. Yeah. Like there's that like slight layer of confidence. It takes a little bit of that edge off, mm. but it doesn't have to. And I think even like this Bali trip, like, and being with you guys and seeing you guys do it, it's like kind of pulled like that out of myself where I'm like, I can 100% shoot the shit just like they can. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, So yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. but I just need to do it because I exactly. am that tend, I do tend to that like lone wolf energy generally because I am so self-sufficient. Mm. But like going out and meeting people, like that's how these amazing interactions happen. Like half of the podcasts that the people listening have gotten to enjoy through Bali has just been like, oh, cool. You have this cool thing. Would you come on the, the show? Or yeah. like, hey, I'll go on your thing. Like, that's awesome. And that wouldn't happen without putting yourself out there. Exactly. And that's only one example. Like think about the millions of different things that have come from just like putting yourself out there, whether it's getting a meal paid for, having like an amazing date with a girl or like an entire relationship that unfolds from it. It, Everything's kind of behind that first interaction. Um, But it does take that kind of like moment of acute bravery to completely change your life. Like in later in my, uh, in my program, I talk about like, after you like garden the snakes and cut the toxic people out, like set boundaries, define your space, you're kind of in that space where you are the lone wolf. But like, how do you build your wolf pack and find people? Um, one of those like helpful tools, of course, is the internet, like we have now. So if you don't see them or don't think that they're in your local area, like you can DM somebody. Like almost every human on earth is a DM away, even yeah. the most powerful people. Um, and you have, like you said, like the cost for saying hello in the morning is close to zero, right? You just say the word. Worst case scenario, nothing changes and like yeah. life goes on. Mm. But best case scenario, you stop and talk to them and then they're like, wow, like I really like your energy. Do you want to talk to this one person that's like running this business or yeah. like can help you with this thing or come to this event? Like I'm throwing this thing. Like I was just, if you'd be curious, whatever. The like massive upside behind that tiny little act of courage yeah, 100%. is so big. Facts. And all it takes is just getting out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. is doing that little thing, that little like 20 seconds of courage mm-hmm. is all it takes to change your life. How did you guys deal with like, and I guess still deal with just cause you know, you guys have talked about how big drinking is in Oz, but I was like, look, it's still very big in the States. And I, I traveled Europe. It's massive there. We're in Southeast Asia. People are going out every single night that we're here. Yeah. So I think it's just a human thing. Um, it seems to be really pervasive and so I know that pretty much everybody listening to this, assuming they have that as part of their life, like that's a huge thing that they have to deal with um, in their own personal life. And I think at a very fundamental level, everyone knows it's not the greatest for them. It doesn't mean never do it. It doesn't mean like you have to, like you said, you can go to parties, you can indulge at times, but getting over that loop, like you talked about at the very beginning, the weekend after weekend of like, oh, I guess it's Friday, like we just always go out. And then if you don't have the wherewithal to say no and the opportunities there, 
How does somebody get from like being kind of caught in that loop to actually like establishing their own boundaries and being mm. able to choose when and where they drink intentionally? Dude, it, it starts with like self-love and self-worth, mm. you know, like you'll get to a, a point where, you know, like I'm worth more than this. What do I actually want out of this life? Like, what do I want? In a year's time, is drinking this weekend going to do anything for me? No, it's not. So, and then like we used to vape as well and smoke. And like, I'd think, do I want to be smoking with my wife and kids? No. So I'll just quit now. But it takes self-love even to start saying hello to people in the morning. Like, you've got to love yourself first. You've got to like have some like confidence in yourself. Mm. So I guess it starts with um, like just having a bit of self-worth and asking more of yourself. So you, you want to say, okay, I'm going to not drink this weekend. That's for me. And that's a win. Like you, you, you feel good about yourself not drinking. Like that's a win because I'm asking more of myself for my future self. Wake up at the same time. Like it's all disciplines and these disciplines are uncomfortable. We talk about getting out of the uncomfortable zone. These are the little successful habits that are also can be uncomfortable and you have to do the uncomfortable thing. And when you do the uncomfortable thing and you get to the other side, you're just so much more confident. And then it like snowballs into a, a way that you're building so much self-love and self-worth, you're able to say no to people. And I've only just gotten over that. Like you said, you've done that like a while ago. Cody, you're always way more cutthroat than me. But like living here in Bali, like I've just built so much self-love and self-worth because I've just become so disciplined and I've just been doing the uncomfortable thing and the hard thing every day. And that's taken me years to get to, but... At the very start of my journey, it started with obviously I was anxious at work and I was, so I, I needed to, like you have a bit of self-reflection obviously, now that I'm thinking back to it, like I, I don't want to be anxious, how do I get out of this? So I did some meditation, breath work apparently like helps with that stuff, helps you stop being anxious. So I did breath work, started feeling good and you, that's a bit of self-love, you know. Um, I, I've always gone to the gym, you know, I just started being a bit more committed to the gym adding in meditation, had a bit more structure about my life. So my day would consist of just disciplines and those disciplines were just for me, like, because I'm asking more of myself. And then internally, I know that I want more out of my future. Like I've always had this knowing that I want, I want to be more, like I'm young and I'm ambitious. Like, is this life has more for me? I know it. So I've got to start putting the work in now. So you know, it starts real small. Just do something for yourself every day. Maybe just clean your room and like it doesn't even have make to make your bed. Make your bed. Doesn't even have to get you anywhere. It's just like you you've told yourself in your head. Like it's this inner talk. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna try that. You don't even know that you might be that that that's a positive act. Just uh cleaning up like emails or, you know, sending your mum a nice message, you know, that's a nice message. Uh, or like just any little good thing. I've always said that like Everyone knows good and bad if you're, if you're doing the good thing or the bad thing. Like, it's so simple. Like, you're either doing the right thing or you're doing the wrong thing. Like, you can, you can have that chocolate and it might not affect you in any way right now. But you know you're doing the bad thing. Mm. So that's not self-love. If you do the right thing over and over and over again, then you're just going to feel so much self-love and self-worth. And then you find yourself in places like tribal with all the NPCs. And because I've got so much self-love and self-worth and I've been building confidence up all day with all my disciplines, 
Like I've got so much self-love that I go talk to someone and even if they don't want to talk to me, I don't mind because I'm, I'm just having my, my best time every single day. Whereas that does open me up to the opportunity of it could be a new connection. It's a great networking skill I, I guess I've imposed in myself without me knowing. You know, I've just built so much self-love and self-worth through disciplines that now are so strict and I do so many. But like it's a slow... Over the years, like I've slowly become more disciplined and slowly built up so much self-worth that like I just talk to anyone, you know? Yeah. I think he said it well. You just have to think about who you want to be. Like does the father of your future son sit there vaping a strawberry mango kiwi fucking vape? No. You know what I mean? So it's like, and does the, the father, the, like your future wife, does she is she married to someone who goes out and goes to the same club every fucking weekend? No. So it's like where do you want to be? What do you do you, what vision do you have for your future? Who do you see yourself as and become that man? And it starts with small wins. Small like get up at the same time every day. Mm. Do the same things every day. Have a morning routine. Have a bit of structure about your life. Do things that you want to do before you go and make money for someone else. And then it you sort of rabbit hole and it, it just like goes on and on and on. Yeah, people think that's pointless, like these make your bed. But it's actually building self-worth. And you said the other day, um, we were talking about like dream women. Like how do you get that that dream girl? And you said, and I was talking about how good I feel. And I was like, like I have so much self-love. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't accept the wrong woman like this, at this time in my life. And you said you've got to become the gem to get the gem, you know. So... I was like, that's true, that's what I'm doing, I'm becoming the gem. My life is like a gem, like it's so, it's so good, you know? So I will get something good, life will be good to me because I'm, I'm good to myself. Yeah, I mean, it's like the whole nature of this podcast and the work that I do, it's like just preaching the world of like self-mastery because it's like when you master that internal world, the external takes care of itself. Yeah. Like it just falls into place in yeah. the most magical, like, kind of effortless ways yeah, dude, like people just drop opportunities in your lap yeah. like clients show up in your dms yeah. like the mm. answers start showing up when you've done years and years of compounding little things the right decision over and over and over yep. because you are operating and vibrating from self-love like yeah. if if you were taking care of that internal state it is when you're completely overflowing that you can give to other people. Like when your cup is overflowing, it's like, all right, you want some, you want some, you want some, yeah. and you can just keep going because mm. it's like a wellspring. Like you tap deep enough in and you figure out that like, oh, there's like an unlimited source of yeah. water here. Everybody gets some. <laughs> yeah, but if it's yeah, like yeah. you're trying to like please everybody, like people pleasing, like, oh, a little bit of here, a little bit here, I'll say yes now. Like I can, I can sacrifice some sleep to like stay up and talk to them or I can, uh, I'll go out and eat whatever, like just to be social at lunch or whatever. And like, you know, everything in balance. But it's those little givings that, like, your cup gets drained, drained, drained. But yeah. who's filling yours? Yeah. You have to be responsible for starting at years. Mm. I'm curious now with, like, all of the self-work, all of the, the journey, like, the leap to Bali, when did this become? And t walk me through the decision to start sharing with the world what was going on in your internal world, right? Like, you broke all these vices got through a lot of this internal problems and stepped into like the higher versions of yourself, continuing to do that work. When did it be like, okay, we, need, we, sh we can or should start making content and sharing it with the world? Yeah. So like I said earlier this year, we, I bought Iman's course. So that was like started the online sort of thing. I was like, look, I'm, I'm a sparky by trade. 
I looked at my boss. Electrician. Electrician yeah. by trade, sorry. I looked at my boss and he was like one of the most hardworking men I knew. He would be up all night doing admin and then come into work and be on the tools all day and then all night doing admin. He wouldn't catch a break and he would earn like $200,000 Australian a year. I was like, look, that's not for me. Like there's easier ways to make money um, for doing less work really. So that's like what got me involved in the online sort of space. I was like, I'm smart enough to like know this. Surely I can like figure something out. And then, so I actually started an agency. I actually had an agency, um, a marketing agency. And as we like, this is like three, four years into like our like sort of self-development journey, like learning about frequency, law of attraction, meditating. We've been gymming, like we had the bodies. Um, and we just sort of, came to the conclusion that like other people are doing it. Like there's other creators out there that are just like posting literally like just what they, just what they know. Like they'll read a book, they'll implement it in their life and then they'll just tell people about it. I was like, bro, we've been like doing a lot of stuff. Like we could talk about frequency for days. I could talk about like finding the zone for days. I'm, I've got a body to like people for, to look at. Like we should just try this. So we felt like that we'd gone through enough of our own self-work that we could then help people who were in similar situations that we were previously and help them like in a faster route, pretty much. Yeah, the thought was like before we actually made the, the move to Bali, we're like what do we have to give? Like, who, like what do we have to give that people would want? And we just know how like we're more on the extreme side of discipline, you know, like we're, we say... I was talking to my sister about this and she was like, you know, everyone's not as extreme as you guys. And we're like, and that like hit me hard. I was like, true, not everyone is ex as extreme as us. But like, I'm sure people would want to be because it's, it's like, I don't not drink. Like I'm going to have a drink at Christmas with my family, my brother's wedding. I have, because some of my best memories are 100%. On, on the drink 100%. with the friends. So I don't tell people to not drink. But, like, drink for the right reasons. Like, I'm going to have a drink at Christmas and family and, like, and then for my brother's wedding. But I'm not going to be drinking, like, just for, at any old dinner. And so, yeah, well, like, what do we have to give? And we just got this, like, killer routine, killer mindset. Um, we're best mates. So, you know, we have a lot of fun together and everyone has a laugh with us. And, like, you know, we, we think we're, we're, we have a good time together. So be, our life is interesting. So we're like, let's make some content. That'll be fun. Like, that'll be... That'd be a blast and we can make this work. We're like, we studied like other YouTubers, how they, how they did it. And like, they're like uploading every single day, every single day. So we started, I started in New Zealand just making videos. We're going to stack videos. So we stacked about 20, 25 videos or something before we actually made the move to Bali so we could upload every day. And that was the plan. We're going to run the algorithm, like obviously with self-development stuff that we talk about. Um, and just our life and then lifestyle, living in Bali, that's what set us apart from everyone in Australia doing the same thing where two Aussies living in Bali, so it's different. We thought that was an advantage point too. But yeah, we just, um, what do we have to offer? Like offer? We feel like we know so much about finding the zone, feeling so good. Like I feel so good and like I've got so much like, I'm so confident that life is working for me these days. So I just wanted to teach guys how to do that and he's the same, like, we, we've just been, we're, like, the best energy to, like, do this business and help other guys, you know? Like, we, we know we can help other guys if they just listen to us.
Yeah. And it depends how bad you want it if you're going to be as disciplined. That's you know what, what I mean? mean. Back to the extreme side. Yeah. Like, or do you want it? Like, yeah. no, you can't go out this weekend if you, if you do want to be like... Who you say you want to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, have a bit of fun. How much self-love do you have to get you to that point in life? Because the guy that's drinking on the weekend, you know, he doesn't love himself as much, you know? And yeah. Sorry, I'll just butt in here as well. We are talking about like competition earlier and it's like, it's like you may even like that girl. And it's like, well, who does she like? Because the guy that you're competing against is at home reading books while you're fucking out partying. So it's like, like pick your poison, right? Either you want to be here and you want to be successful or you're happy to just fart around and do fuck all for time being until you decide to maybe kick it into gear. But sooner better than later, right? Definitely. And I think, uh, I mean, it's a common... Everybody wants like the fast, the pill, the the shortcut, the hack. There's no pill. Um, but there's no there's no there's no quick fix. There's the fastest way to success is the slow route because yeah. it's the only route that takes you there. Um, and uh, it brings to mind like people really want uncommon results. Like it is by nature super uncommon to be a millionaire. It's even less common. Like the statistic in the states is like there are less millionaire or there are less people with six pack abs than millionaires in the United States. Yeah. Like insane statistic, but it just shows you the discipline, right? right? So like there are these certain kind of pillars. Like if you set your goal, like I want a dream body, I want a, a certain amount of money. I want the dream girl. I want to work for myself. I want to build my business. I want to start a YouTube channel. I want to post my first piece of content. Like you may want those things. You may want the followers. Yeah. You may want the subscribers. Like it's nice, dude. Like I bet I could walk up to, a homeless person on the street and he probably also wants a yacht. He probably also wants a dream body, but like has he dis completely disinterested in the actions to take it. Yeah. Like if you want an uncommon result, it's going to require uncommon action. Yeah. Mm. And that's typically behind some hard work or at a minimum discomfort, yep. the hard no to yep. a friend or the turning down of the fun thing or yep. walking out of a relationship that like, is okay and we've been dating for a while but she doesn't like all the self-development work i'm doing or she doesn't want me to start an online business because yeah. mm -hmm. it's good enough yeah like that's uncomfortable it's 100%. uncomfortable to have those conversations it's hard to say no to your best friends inviting you out for another night out that you know would probably mm -hmm. be pretty fun yeah because you felt it before but if you stack some of those it's like just getting beyond the uncomfort whether it's bravery talking to somebody else or stacking like the little little tiny thing Enough no's is going to be a big yes to your future. Yeah. Mm. Small wins um, equal big wins. So I guess with everything you're working on now, like what is your guys' focus with content? Like you guys are working on some really cool stuff, and I want to definitely get into like where you're headed with the fight and everything. So how has your guys' content evolved, and what is like the, the stuff that you're working on right now? Yeah, we had a flip. So we built a course to help guys like – become a different guy, you know, like from start to finish. We called it the My Mafia, becoming a G, because we always felt like Gs, you know, because we felt so good. But we realised we were niched too broad, you know, like we weren't niched to a specific person. So now we made that whole course, it's actually for sale, for cheap as, like mad value, um, $15. But yeah, we started to shift somewhere else, which is... Um, I'll let you talk about the coaching side of stuff, but um, you know, I was on the beach one day and I was doing Wim Hof breathing, 
And, you know, you just have realisations when you do that. And I was doing Wim Hof and I was, I was thinking about, like, boxing because I was doing a lot of boxing at Bali MMA. And um, I just, like, came to the realisation, like, my dad told me he had a fight when, when I was younger and he went in and did it. And I always thought that was so cool just to be able to tell your kid that, yeah, I've been in the ring and had a ringside fight, you know. Like, and I was like, yeah, cool, I want to do that too. So I got up and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do a fight, you know, like I'm boxing, like there's no reason I can't, like they do, they do fights in uh, Bali, so I was like, I'm going to do that. Um, so I reached out to the team at Bali MMA and they put me onto the Uluwatu fight night, so I, I was looking for an opponent, right, and it was on, you know, like I'm looking for an opponent, let's do this, because I wanted to put myself through the mental struggles of like eight weeks out seven weeks out, six weeks out, one week out till fight night, I'm going to be in the ring with another guy that wants to, to get me, you know? And then I was like, okay, like this is, this is cool. Um, I then seen Jack, the CEO of Testosterone. Um, he was making a boxing series and he was looking for an opponent. And I was like, this is coincidence. Like he's like similar build to me. Um, he's not that far into boxing so it's not like silly for me not to try and ask if we can get something organized and the funny thing was I actually spoke to Cody like three months before we even moved to um Bali and I told him that I can see myself fighting Jack A yeah, it, was so <laughs> it was weird I was yeah. like I could see myself getting in the ring with this guy because he's got a similar body to me I'm slightly taller he might be a bit broader but we're similar physique in a way I just always could see myself just like getting in the ring and I think like Boxing is getting more popular with uh, like influencers and like internet people. Like I don't know, everyone's boxing each other, and I'm not doing it for any of those reasons. But um, just boxing on, eh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but I was like, yeah, this would be cool. Anyway, so we got that sorted. So he's a he's got like 120,000 subscribers on YouTube. So that's good. Like, and he's in the self development space. We always we were planning to meet Jack and and like and Hamza and everyone like because they're all in like the same space. And we ended up meeting Hamza first, who Jack basically like his uh, career is made off Hamza, really, like of meeting well, Hamza. Mate, yeah, like his career blew up um, with Hamza's help because he got uh, Hamza told him to start the YouTube channel and not whatnot. So it was funny we met Hamza before we met Jack. So that was cool. We're meeting guys in the same space. Uh, I've got a fight with Jack, and it's like okay, cool. Like shit's working out. Like I'm doing everything right. Everything's kind of falling into place. Like you said, things just start going right. You start meeting the right people. Um, and I told Cody, kind of manifested it, that I was going to fight Jack, and that's happening. We're now um, five weeks out, and you're coming to uh, Thailand with me. That's it's crazy that I've, I've met you just over a month, and you're yeah. already... Like, that means, like, the world to me, brother. Like, of course. Like, to... Because, like, I feel like I've known you for ages, and, yeah. you know, we just kicked it off so well, but fucking that's awesome that you're oh, coming. Not. Oh, <laughs> and, like... There's a few people from Bali that are coming as well. Like you just meet people like within 30 days, and like I'm already like I feel like I've known a lot of people a lot, a lot longer than 30 days, yeah. 60 days, and they're coming to watch me fight, coming to fly across the world with me to support me in in this fight. So, mate, it's a cool experience. I'm 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 excited to get through to like it's 12 minutes of fighting. Like put, I want to grow as a man. Like this is me putting myself in an uncomfortable position where my mind's growing, my mental strength is growing. Like if I can fight like like an athlete and like get out the other side, and like I'm an athlete that that's that's fought and has put myself through that. I can handle anything in life. Mm. That's that's what I'm growing, you know. Yeah. And I'm gonna get get out the other side and 
and then I'm, I plan to like the W. Yeah, I plan to help guys do the same thing, you know, like jump into the coaching stuff that Cody's working on and uh, do the same thing, like help guys get in the zone like we always are. Like, yeah. never felt so good, so clear, so much clarity, like so healthy. I can literally do anything. I'm so confident um, yeah. and I've got so much self-love that I don't care what anyone else is doing, you know, like, yeah. like if anyone's going to dinner, that's cool. Like I'm yeah. living my race and I'm, I'm doing my thing and I'm, I'm growing so much, like really fast, like taking steps every day. I haven't taken a step back for like four months since we had the yeah, last drink. So it's been a while since I've had a drink and that was probably my last step back. So, you know, it's, it's going amazing. really well, bro. In regards to the content side, Keen's just like boxing um really focused on boxing and like his boxing series um but other than that we're still putting out like um four or five bits of content a week uh youtube like long form wise um reels every day like we're sort of i'm in the coaching sort of space like getting it ready for when king comes back in mm -hmm. um but yeah that's like we realize that youtube's such like a big platform so we're we're really honing in on youtube um, like daily reels and stuff as well, but everyone does that now. It's like, um, we're, we're sort of focused on, yeah, like boxing for now, but it will be like all self-development. Um, just like how we live. Like we, we literally just make videos. Like we have a new routine. It's just like we do, we make a video after we do 50 burpees mm. and it's just, you feel fucking phenomenal. Every single you, day. You can't have, you can't make a bad video after you do 50 burpees, dude. I think a lot of people could. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. True. Well, I'm, I'm like G'd up. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> like proper just like frothing. And you just make a video for 10 minutes talking about shit that you do. Like whether it's like I literally made a video this morning after I went to the gym, trained shoulders and I came home, did 50 burpees. I made a video on how to be better than everyone else. And it's literally just by by doing a morning routine, like for instance, my morning routine is I wake up, I have a cold shower, I read for 30 minutes, I meditate for 10 minutes, I go to the gym, I come home and today I did 50 burpees and then recorded a video before normal people are even awake. So it's like, how can I not be like, how can I not feel better? Like it's so easy to like get ahead in today's day and age because everyone's just like stuck looking at their phone mm. sleep until fucking 11 like just do some hard shit make the morning about you like take small steps and you'll fucking be there bro um but everyone's just like looking at fucking iman on instagram and going oh why can't i be fucking a millionaire at 22 shut yeah, up yeah, and do yeah. a fuck do 50 burpees and you don't <laughs> have any free time eh? like you you get up shower like strictly meditate yeah whatever like, like same as me i don't have any spare time yeah. i go for my walk there's and no then fucking I get around. home and read strictly. Yeah. And then by the time you've done the 50 burpees, which is like the hard part, I suppose, like that's like, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. You get up and you like your heart's racing and you've just been doing shit all morning and you're so clear, like you're just so present. Like, okay, I'm going to record a video now. I'm here. I haven't even looked at my phone. I don't yeah, know no what phone. I... And then you're speaking so authentically to the camera. Like I, I know I'm talking good stuff because I'm speaking so truthfully. I'm not like scripted anything. I'm not like trying to like look up a special way to teach people how to do something special i'm telling people from my experience like how good i feel and this system's working for me and like my life is moving up like every single day even though i have to do the hard burpees and the hard wake up um pick your hard yeah pick your hard but like it's just i'm coming from a 
an authentic space when mm-hmm. I talk, and so are you. You know, like that's why we do that that strict routine and that. Yeah. With everything that you guys have so dialed in, is there anything that you guys feel like you still struggle with or are working on? I actually have a few conversations with Shah, and she'll watch this, and she goes, "But don't you think that your life's not sustainable?" Like it's not a, it's not it, like you, you won't be She's able to sitting leave. at home so mad right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love you, Shah. But we have this conversation a few times. She's like, "Don't you think like in a year's time you'll want to just like have a have a like drink at dinner or whatnot?" No, no, well, I don't want to have a drink at dinner because I don't like it. <laughs> I'll continue being disciplined. And no, I, I actually don't think like usually everyone. And I've spoke about this with a few people as well. It's like people have their vices. So it's like maybe some people like like nicotine maybe some people like drinking we're so like cutthroat and disciplined that we've actually cut everything out like some people's would then be like oh but i just i love to have a gelato after dinner no i don't even have like that much sugar like i don't even have anything like my life is just optimized for success in like every area and like people can see it like like you said like people are just like drawn to us like oh shit like these guys are nice like People wouldn't be drawn to me if I was a fat fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like who just like had his AirPods in and like sat at home in Australia and was a sparky for the rest of my life. Like no one would care or give a fuck who I am. But it's because I've, I do all of these things. I don't have those vices that I like need to rely on. I rely on like what we've been talking about. My, my self-love is what gets me by. I, I love being the best that I can. That's literally mm. what my life is optimized for is peak performance and being the best me so in regards to your question i don't think that i like maybe like i'm a bit egotistical sometimes and i can work on that (laughs) yeah now you had me in a still with that question because i feel like i'm doing everything right at the moment like cody said like if i'm doing everything right my schedule is stacked from the minute i wake up at five to the minute i go to sleep full of good habits so every day i know i'm moving forward so it's like I am always thinking, what else can I be doing? What yeah. else can I be doing? And I'm making sure I'm not doing the right thing because I'm in this, this fight camp. I'm, I just wanted to be doing the right thing because mm-hmm. I'm in fight camp. Cody's in fight camp. So he's, he's up in the Fair. game too, you know? So if there is something I could be doing, like, like tell me. But um, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> onto it, you know? And, and like, I would, I would. I'm just learning. I'm just being a human. I make mistakes, whatnot. And, but I've got so much self-love that I come back from that, like, you know, like that's a rare occasion that I'll, I'll do the wrong thing. And I, I noticed that, don't worry, don't tell me like, oh, oh, you've had a cookie. It's like, mate, I'm way ahead of you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I know, I know, like I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm just all my own game. And I think everyone should be on their own game and have enough like self-love to just focus on themselves. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, uh. It's awesome to hear that your guys' answer is that you like, can't think of a thing. Like, it's a pretty, like, it's a thing to be proud of, right? Like, not being able to come to things that, like, you're specifically struggling with. I guess I just trying to, like, humanize a little bit because I know that we all still continue to, like, struggle and strive um, with little types of things, right? Like, offhand. Of course, yeah. Things. yeah. My and, biggest problem, sorry, was actually the phone. You know, like, I just, like, I have a free half an hour, 15 minutes, so I could just, like, scroll and then, like, your brain's just here and then you're just fully, like, not present with what you're doing. And then, like, you like, got to kind of find that zone again, which is hard. Whereas we've got it set up where we're always in the zone and I only go on my phone 
um, at breakfast time, when I'm eating, basically. And um, for creation, not consumption. You know, like I'm trying to limit my... I just had bad phone habit, which I think so many people do and they don't 100%. even realise, like, like, you've only got to do, like, a couple things on your phone and then the rest is, like, you're wasting time. Yeah. You know? 100%. So but, the phone was my biggest problem. Yeah, and, like, obviously you have, like, everyday things, like, like... But you can, you can work yourself out of them. Yeah, do you know and, what I mean? And you do fall back. Like, a, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Ed Milet. One of those characters is like, you don't rise to your standard. You fall to your systems. Yeah. So, like, because you guys have that. And I think that's what's lost on a lot of people is, like, don't you think you're a little serious with your routine? Or, like, why can't you be more flexible? Or, like, what do you, like don't you want to have, like, a little bit of balance. Room, room of, yeah, balance, oh, things balance. like that? Like, that's great if you aren't trying to be exceptional. Like, yes. It's people are just pulling you towards the midpoint. Like the things that they're describing aren't going to make you a derelict. Like you're not going to fall off and be like a complete like yeah. street person. But you won't get to be a 1% person without 1% habits, routines. And like, exactly. It's, I mean, we talked about it before. Like you, to get uncommon results, you have to behave uncommonly. Yep. Not everybody, most people in fact, are not dialing their day in from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed, are willing to say no to friends, are willing to not go out to random dinners, are not willing to, or say, willing to say no to drinks and all these other things. Um, so yeah, it's, it's awesome to hear that you guys like are in a place. And I similarly, like when people pose that kind of question, like, what are you working on right now? Um, other than just trying to always be like a student and like learn, like we're all yep. reading constantly, like it's yep. a big one. Like admitting that you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. That's a big one. But short of that specifically, I can typically say like, yeah, you know, I'm good. Like I yeah. do everything I do every day is just exactly 100%. what I want to do. Yeah. And we're just slowly marching towards like those larger goals yeah. that just yeah. take time. Yeah. And you need a positive mindset towards work. When you've got a positive mindset towards work, it only fuels you more when you do work. So yeah. then you're working and you're fueled and you feel good. That's what I mean. You finish the burpees, you've been working all morning and then you feel good. I'm going to make a video. That's work as well. Like this is content creation. That's good. And then someone will be like, Hey, it's my leaving dinner. Do you want to come? Like that is, that's not work. That's like a leisure. And then you're like, you have the split decision. It's like, if I go to that, then I'm going to get to bed late. And then I'm not going to like mm. get, do, get my work done on time. And then like, it's a little bit out of place. Whereas that's where we're on the extreme side, but we're like, I can't do it, bro. Sorry. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta have dinner at 6.30, you know? Yeah. So just got that positive mindset towards work. And if people take me away from my work, then it's harder to get back on the train of doing the work again in that system. Like you get on a, a roll and you can just work and work and work and work and work and work and work. I love it. And not burn out. Like that's, like you don't burn out because you're not, you gotta be realistic when you set your day out from start to finish. That's like, I'm realistic. Can I actually do all this stuff? Yes, I can. Okay, let's do it. You can't just say you're going to do all this crazy stuff. Like, you've got to be realistic and truthful with yourself. But, you know, like, I never burn out because I can do it all. And, you know, I'm disciplined to say no to people that want to take me off my, my schedule. That's moving me forward every day, you know. So you've got to be cutthroat. You've got to be disciplined. And that all comes back to self-love. And it's quite cool because people who are having leaving dinners and stuff like that actually moves them to the times that we can come. Yeah, working at working in our routine. Yeah. That's what yeah. people worked out is 
we don't go we won't any come. later than 7.15 probably. <laughs> no, we won't come. It is, uh, I mean, it, it is something like there, there's something there that I think is important is like you eventually, when you are, hold the line and like you're, you're strong enough with your standard and you aren't wavering because most people just fold to things like peer pressure, like, oh, just, just this one time, whatever. Yeah. But if you're always that person that is a mainstay that's so grounded in themselves and whatever their routine is, and maybe they're not building an online business, maybe they're not training for a boxing fight, but like mm. whatever it is for you that you've established is like, okay, this is my, what a day in the life of my highest self looks like. Mm. And I do that over and over and over and I don't compromise on that. When you hold fast to that for enough time, people start to learn like, hey, can you go? No. Hey, can you go? No. Hey, can you go? No. Either, either like one of two things happens like either they walk away because it's like malaligned like maybe we aren't supposed to be together for this period of life and they were mm. there for a season but if they still love you and are interested in being in your life and likewise you want them in your life then yeah they, they will like bow to the standard that you set because you are in an aspirational figure like whether people will admit it openly or not like i think when they see people on their you know as i call it like the hero's journey or like in the arena yeah I think they see flashes of like what they could be doing too, you know? Yeah. Mm. And while a lot of times that makes people insecure, if they're really honest with themselves, they're like, fuck, like I want a piece of that. Yeah. yeah, 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 like, yeah. I want to, I want to feel how he feels. I want to yeah. walk around with that kind of confidence. I want to like, like look like that. I yeah. want to have the online business. Like I've been, I want to post that first piece of content. Yeah. yeah. And like that, it, they're just quietly sitting there watching your world. And if you just continue and continue and continue like to be the Island at first, it's like, Oh, big gym guy now, huh? Like, mm. what do you mean? Just yeah. one drink. But then, then it's like, hey, bro, like, what, what's your nutrition look like? Yeah, what's yeah. your gym routine? Like, you mind yeah. sending me, like, your uh, split? Yeah. And then it's like, hey, dude, like, I'm really, I've been listening to your podcast for yeah. a year now. And, like, it's really awesome. Like, how did you start that? Yeah. And then maybe it turns into a client. Like, if you have a coaching offer, it's yeah. like, hey, man, I'm, I'm ready to make the leap. Like, it's been really impressive to watch your journey. Um. And I think it all, like you said, it stems from self-love. You set the standard for yourself. And in a way, if you're in a public-facing space, that standard becomes what other people can pull themselves to. Yeah. And even mm. if you're not, like, if you, like, as a man, like, you are the standard for your family. Like, yeah. you are the man you want your sons to become and your daughters to marry. You set the standard at all times. And, it, and if you just continue to elevate your own, because you're always going to be your own worst inner critic or yeah. best inner critic, yeah. you just continue to elevate and elevate and elevate. Like everyone around you has to up, up their game. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's like exactly like what we coach as well is we coach like to reach your peak performance through structure, routine and discipline. So it's like everyone can live that life. It's just like, how bad do you want it? Like people will like a come to your standards like you were saying it's just how bad do you want it are you gonna set your standards at this standard or this standard um and then you just fucking hold them and people like people adapt like we just said like people like come around and and start to mm. like if we if we don't change the time i'm not coming so <laughs> people just change the time because they want you there and like you said they love you and like we love them as well but it's just like my i do this so yeah, yeah. If you stick to that standard for long enough, you start to become. You will be successful. Yeah, but you're also purpose driven and success driven. Like you have an inner knowing that, like you've got you've got some purpose about you. My purpose at the moment is to do this fight. So that, um, that's my purpose. Your purpose is to like coach and get the coaching business up and running yeah. and and help as many guys as possible. And then I know once I finish my fight, it's like 
what now? Like I'm just, I'm just got this army routine. What am I doing now? Okay, business. You know, like I'm locked into that. Like you become purpose and success driven from in holding anything a, that you do. Yeah, from yeah. all these disciplines and holding a standard and having structure in your life. You're like, okay, well, you know, I've got work to do. Yeah, let's fucking get it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess with uh, with all that being said, what is like, what is your guys' big vision? Like, what are you got? What is your north star that you guys are aiming at? And working towards we just want to live like i just want to live the best life that i can i want to help all the people that i love around me like my family and like i want to pay off parents mortgages and i would like i i would love to just be able to buy like my mum a car for like her birthday and stuff like that and help as many people as possible and i do that just by like being the best me that's like literally all i have to do mm. is be the best me and that stuff will just come so like my North Star would just be being me and being really good at it, I think. And all of those other things like goals, you could call them, will come from being the best me and being true to myself and, and who I want to be and yeah, becoming the best version of me. Yeah, same as Cody says, I want to obviously pay off my parents' house or buy my parents a house, do all that great stuff. And then for like, we're going to get the YouTube up to 100 200 1 million subs like we want to grow that thing so it's just like a vessel and then we just want to live our life and do our thing but like as a occupation just like show off our lifestyle and what you can have yeah. when you're so disciplined and you got so much self-love and you like do everything right and you, you're just the best you you know and we're just going to live our best life and and do our thing and help guys get on their journey to become their best selves you know like that's where i see this thing going is the the youtube will, will take off and um and then that will be like our main our main thing with the coaching business too. Amazing, boys. Well, obviously we can go on forever. Um, we'll be hanging out later tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. As, and, and every day until I, <laughs> I have to leave here in Bali. Um, so our story doesn't have to stop now. But for the those listening, I want to be respectful of their time and also get to the closer questions I ask every single guest. This will be the first time two people answer at once. So it should be pretty, oh, pretty interesting. Hopefully... <laughs> You guys can like not be too too informed by the previous answer. If there was a way to answer in a vacuum, I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But the first of the three is if you could go back to a younger version of yourself and tell him one thing, what would that be? I've got my answer. Yeah, you go. Just keep going. Do exactly what you've been doing. I don't regret any of the things that I've done. Like I've been a shit. I've done every drug under the sun almost. I've done everything i've snuck out i've got kicked out of home i've been arrested keep fucking going codester mm. you'll fucking get there one day my brother just keep fucking fighting that's what i would tell that little fucker yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd probably say like just listen to your inner knowing you know like you know what you're capable of and just stay on that like have faith that everything's working for you um i've definitely like got this faith about me like everything's working for me and everything is happening for me so I'd tell him just, you know, ha listen to that inner knowing and everything's going to be sweet. Mm, I love that. Um, <laughs> secondly, what is one quote that has always stuck with you or that you try to live by? Um, I said it to Cody yesterday, but how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah, that's a so, great one. Because I'm talking about putting 100% effort into my day all the time and that's how you feel so good. So just how you tie a shoe, just tie a shoe like just impeccably just, <laughs> just everything you do 
like do it the best you can. How you do anything is how you do everything. Clean, keep your room clean, keep your car clean, keep everything sorted and tied up, no loose ends. Um, how you wash the dishes, wash them properly, put them away. Like do everything in structure, like do everything the best you can. Like went sparring last night and you always get a bit nervous because another guy's trying to punch you in the head. And then I th like thought of it and I was like, how I do anything is how I do everything. I'm just going to go in there, do my best, you know? And then that just sinks into the rest of my life because I've just done my best there, get home, do my best there. The next day, do my best, best, best. So, yeah, how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm, that's a really good one. I actually don't have a quote. Um, I'm like blank mind today. Maybe, maybe just a word? A word that um, you try to live by? A word I try to live by is discipline. Mm. Discipline. I think this, like, it is the key to success is discipline. That's how I live my life. It's a and hack, that's, eh? Yeah, it's how I think everyone should live their life. It's through discipline. Excellent. And then finally, what do you believe is your unique gift to give the world? You're better Ooh. at telling me this than I am. <laughs> yeah, you're this stuff. Um, I think because we, we work together, like, you're a bit more polarizing than me, Cody. I feel like I'm a bit more empathetic. Maybe, like, I can just reach to a certain few different people that you probably couldn't reach to, whereas you'd reach different people. But, like, maybe, yep. you know, I might just be able to change a couple people's lives that just resonate with me a bit better than, like, someone else. Like, I just have a better connection. You know, you just click with some people. Yeah. I might just be able to click with those certain few people that... Um, I just click with, like, I'm just going to go over the role, but I feel like those people will come to me and I will connect with them. So, like, I just feel like I can give something to a special few people. Not sure who those people are, whatever that means. That was, like, that's just what I got from your question. But mm -hmm. I think I could connect with a few different people than Cody. I think I'm a energetic, like, influential sort of person i think that's what i have to offer people is like um i can i can bring like the best out of you like mm -hmm. i can i can help you have a bit of fun i can help you like not be so serious in times like my like sort of childish like energetic mm -hmm. um nature is probably like my 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 best like feature I think or like um, personality trait is that I can bring like that fun side out of anyone I think yeah 100% what do you think uh, mine is off, I think off yeah nine. it's it's something like that like you guys and I, as I've articulated like the online business thing is it's an interesting space because there's like a million and one things to do like you can literally make money doing a billion different things like you could write emails for someone you could have a marketing agency you could do content you could do whatever but like with the nature of my work, it's like, get yeah, what is your Achilles advantage? Like what is the thing that you can do or what is the thing that like for you feels like play but to everyone else is like feels mm. like work or they would be just flat terrified to do? That yeah. would be discipline for us. Eh? It's like, well, discipline but also just like the public facing stuff. Like yeah. Yeah. The, that's where we started this conversation today. So it's cool that it's going full circle. But like the ability to walk into a room and just be yourselves. It's yeah. rooted in discipline. Like that, maybe that's where the skill came from, mm. but there's a lot of disciplined motherfuckers. Like we're yeah. all around like doing that. Like, I don't think that's what makes you guys different. Yeah, it yeah. expresses itself differently in this like total extroversion, like center of the party, like bringing that playful energy out of people yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I think like that, that almost just like yourselves, like, like you were saying, like, what is my North star? It's being my highest self. Yeah. That, that is such a good answer that like should be everybody's answer. And it was mm. both of your guys' answers, which is so cool. Um, and so, yeah, just expressing yourself to the highest degree and letting other people feel comfortable in that space. Like, oh, it's okay to be goofy. It's okay to be yeah. fun and loud and like 100%. safe here. Like yeah. it's, we don't have to be so serious. We don't have to be in a co-working space and be like, oh, I have an online business. It's like, we're making money on Wi-Fi. Like we're just fucking like Let's having go. a good time. Like yeah. Yeah. don't take life too seriously <laughs> in the best way possible. Like, so yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Um, and I'm grateful to have you guys in my life now. It's been amazing. Um, where can the people find you guys and what are you working on right now? Uh, you can find me at Lindsay with two Y's Keen on Instagram and the YouTube is the Keen and Code Show. Yeah, and I'm underscore Cody Adams on Instagram, Keen and Code Show on YouTube. We're just grinding away, working on content every day, working on the business. Keen will be back in the business shortly and we'll be firing on all cylinders. Amazing. Yeah. All the... Links will be in the show notes for anyone that wants to hear more or see more from Cody and Lindsay. Um, thank you for those that made it this far, uh, that sold drawn to the end. I always shout out the people that make it to the end. Obviously, you found us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, whatever your podcast player is. You can continue to listen to more of these on that. Uh, you can follow myself at Z-D-S-C-H-E-N-K-E-N on Instagram and Twitter. And other than that, thank you for spending your time and attention, your most valuable resources with myself, Cody and Lindsay today. Memento Mori, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Vitruvian Podcast. And if he fails, at least fails while daring great, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat.